You're listening to the Spirits Blind Tasting Podcast with Johnny Michelson. Hey guys, it's Johnny here from Spirits People. Thank you so much for checking out this week's episode of the Spirits Blind Tasting Podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to tasting fine spirits without the influence of brands and marketing. So this is a short episode today as I only have a single spirit here in front of me. So normally I do every episode two different spirits, so spirit A and spirit B. So for anyone who's familiar with the podcast and this is not your first episode, you will know that I usually taste the two spirits next to each other to have a point of reference. However, as some of you guys may know, I've been traveling for work and I've been quite busy over the past month, so I'm a little bit behind on structuring the podcast and also my live streams and stuff like that. So yeah, this episode will be a single spirit and uh, it will also be the last episode for a couple of weeks. So I've decided to take a couple of weeks off the podcast just to get reorganized and get things back on track. So the spirit I have in front of me here is so kindly donated by my good friend Karan, also known as Perpetual Nectar over on Instagram. As you may know, he has provided me with a couple of samples before in a previous episode, and today I am drinking the very special wildcard bottle that he gave me. So he gave me three samples. The first two samples were provided as a podcast episode blind set. However, there was a wildcard sample in there, and today's episode will be tasting this wildcard. On top of my glass here in front of me, I have a little coin, and this is from No Nonsense Whiskey, and uh, yeah, we're all excited to see Vin come back this week after he's been taking a break to get his studio set up. So yeah, looking forward to seeing Vin's video again back on YouTube. So I have a coin here on top of my tasting glass, and uh, it will help me keep those aromas in the glass throughout this tasting. So before I jump into the episode, I just want to say thank you so much to Karan for giving me this sample and also thank you so much for being a Patreon supporter of mine. So if you're new to the podcast, feel free to jump over to patreon.com forward slash spiritspeople. Over there you can support the podcast as well as my live streams and all the other stuff that I do under the Spirits People brand. And uh, yeah, you can support for as little as a dollar a month. So over there, you'll get access to some behind the scenes videos of things like the podcast here, but also some other stuff that I do. And there are some exclusive giveaways as well. So good place to be. And I hope to see you over there. So finally here, before I jump in, I just want to remind everyone of the formats. So I'll kick off with the appearance and the nose. I'll take a quick break and then I'll jump into the tasting and then I'll come back, share my tasting notes with everyone. And then finally make a conclusion before we reveal what it is that I have been drinking here. So I think that's it. With that said, let's jump into the first section. with 
the nosing and the appearance here of the spirit. And uh, we're looking at a clear spirit. There's no kind of haziness or anything like that in the glass. The intensity in the color is a medium gold. So a medium intensity on this beautiful gold color here. And uh, again, as we've talked about before, the color in itself doesn't really mean too much until you have more aspects of the spirit to kind of use as an assessment here. So we'll just take note of that. And then also one thing we'll take note of is the suggested texture. So I'm just swirling the glass here to get an idea of how viscous this potentially is in the mouth. So it's actually, it's leaving a nice ring of oil here and it seems that it's not really running down the sides of the glass anytime soon here. So I think this is probably a very high viscosity spirit here. So I'm gonna put high on the suggested texture here and then obviously we'll, we'll see how we get on when we hit the palette. So moving into the nose itself, it's a clean nose. There's no faulty aromas or anything like that. The intensity is pronounced. So this particular spirit, and I think we're dealing with a peated whiskey here. So this I could probably smell from across the room. It's extremely voluminous on those aroma characteristics. They kind of just jump out of the glass. So the way I normally do it is that I'll put the glass at the bottom of my chin, see if I can smell anything, and if not, I'll move it to the bottom of my nose, see if I can smell anything. If not, I'll put my nose in the glass, and so on and so forth. But with this one here, I didn't even have to pick it up from the table here. I could smell it instantly. So yeah, very pronounced intensity on the nose here. And some of those things that I'm getting here is, is straight off the bat, Pete. There's some bonfire, there's this sensation of some charred wood logs uh, as, that you would get from that bonfire. There's a little bit of smokiness as well from, from that fire. But then also you have some sweeter aspects. There's some sultanas, there's some overripe pears in there. Also some dried lemon peel. There's a little bit of a, a citrusy note there, but again, it's quite dry. It's on the dry side of things and it kind of follow, uh, there's a common pattern here in, in terms of all of these note that it's kind of a, a warm, dry sensation. And this is just kind of like a sensation that I get when I'm nosing this. And it's not, it's not a, a harsh or sharp peat. And, and the smoke here is not kind of harsh or anything like that. It's not burning, burning tires or anything like that. It's more like a natural, quite soft and warm version of, of all of these notes here. So the peat is quite soft. The fire is like nice and soft as well. And those like wood logs, again, the ashy tones there are, are quite soft. So it's all like quite pleasant. As, as uh, we know about peated whiskeys is that this is not everyone's cup of tea. However, there are a great deal of variation within the peated category. So just trying to explain as much as I can here, just um, just for, for context. And um, and yeah, if you're into peated whiskeys, this here is definitely more on the warmer and the softer side of peat. It's not like a very harsh version of that. So there's also uh, at the end there on the nose, there was a little bit of a saltiness, uh, almost like a coastal feel. Although it wasn't overly salty, there was just a little bit of hints of that. So 
more like the rocks, like a coastal rock sensation where maybe some of that sea salt has been sitting a little bit. And again, it wasn't like a fresh note is again, kind of that dry and, and quite warm sensation altogether. So the final thing here on the nose, I think is that it came across a bit waxy. So there was a little bit of a potentially like a, a bees wax or something like that that came across on the nose. And again, the soft and, and, and kind of warm and dry sensation like really just encompassed the entire body of the nose here. So that bees wax was really just to kind of, I guess, wrap it up in, in, in some other note than just all these kind of fiery and, and peaty notes here. So the beeswax is complementary, if you will. So yeah, as I mentioned, it's it's quite voluminous. And also one thing that I, I did wanted to add here is that all of those aromas kind of came through quite well balanced, actually. There was not like a competing note or there was not a single note that kind of stood out. I, I will say though that the peat is the one thing that came out first, which is very common on these peated whiskeys. But yeah, everything else kind of feel like it just fell into place and everything kind of beautifully sat together on the overall uh, aroma characteristics here. So, so yeah, very, very nice actually. And uh, one thing I would note here is that the ABV seems like it could potentially be a cask strength here. Like there's a lot of aromas obviously, but also what that means or what could be behind that is that it could have a higher ABV for those congeners to really just carry through on the nose here. So something to consider. And I think for now I'll put it at around 50%. Obviously it could go up or down when we hit the palate, but I think it's definitely something that's higher than something in the forties at this point, just based on the nose and the volume of the nose, which, which was, yeah, as I said, very, very pronounced. Finally, on the nose here, I think something we've we've started to do a little bit more here on this podcast is to assess a little bit more about uh, the maturation and also maybe give a little bit more of an early assessment than just waiting until the end of the podcast, just based on the initial nosing of the spirit here. So I think based on the elements I was able to pick out on the overall body of the aroma here, it feels like this could be a bourbon cask. Uh, maturation and potentially like a single malt with the amount of variation on the aroma as well and also just the the quite heavy substance of of these characteristics here so yeah probably a single malt could be an isla could be something else uh, i think it's probably an isla it's giving me some it's giving me some of those some of those sensations of something i've had before but again could be completely off here but I'll, I'll i'll kind of leave it at that so like bourbon cask finished or fully matured isla single malt whiskey here and then um, yeah we'll continue to assess this as we move into the palette so yeah i think we'll do that and i will be right back back with some tasting notes here and um, I'll see if I can actually speak throughout this uh, segment here because my mouth is definitely on fire. 
<laughs> so uh, yeah, absolute excellent whiskey. And um, if I tasted this a year ago, I probably would have had a very hard time assessing this whiskey because peat is something I've only recently started to really enjoy. It's something that has taken me quite some time to adjust to. However, now I actually do quite enjoy it. So so yeah, very, very cool, very interesting. And uh, yeah, let's let's jump into the notes here and then we'll um, we'll get through it. So the sweetness level, and this is where we assess whether or not we think there's any sugar added to the spirit. So this is a dry spirit. I don't think there's any sugar added to this. Moving into the texture, and this is where it really just proves that this is a very high quality spirit here. So it's warming, it's very mouth filling. The viscosity is very, very high. It's super oily, super waxy in the mouth, very true to how it appeared in the glass. So something that really just make a lot of sense as you're tasting it is the visual all the way through into the taste. Actually, it was a beautiful link. The intensity here is also pronounced. A lot of those flavor characteristics are just exploding on the palate. There's a lot of peat. There's a lot of that bonfire sensation. There's some black peppercorn starting to come through. There's some cloves. There's hints of tar on the palate. It became a little bit bitter on that note there. So a little bit of tariness. But at the same time, it still maintained those sweeter notes that we got off of the nosing. So we have the sultanas are still there. The lemon peel is still there. The pears are still there. And the pears actually linger on for a long, long time, along with that peat and a little bit of that ashiness. So overall, on the palate here, an absolute beauty. And I think a beautiful link all the way down to the visual of the initial assessment here, the nose, all the flavor characteristics beautifully linked through the nose into the palate. And again, as we talk about on this podcast, like the journey that you go through when you assess a spirit and really just looking into all of those little details. And I think the balance here is exceptional. I think everything that you see in the glass, you smell from the glass and you taste from the spirit, everything just beautifully linked together on this journey. And there's this evolution as well, because there are things that you wouldn't get on the nose that you're starting to get on the palate, like the peppercorns and cloves, a little bit more of those kind of spicy notes coming through and the bitterness that kind of adds to that peaty and bonfire sensation really just complements those other characteristics. So, so yeah, absolutely amazing. And as you can probably tell from, from my notes here, um, this is a very, very high quality spirit and I'm going to put it in the outstanding quality level, but before I jump into the, the final assessment here, just really quick on the finish. Really, really long finish. I can still taste it now and I haven't actually had a sip for at least a couple of minutes and probably even longer, maybe five minutes. And it just still lingers the peat and a little bit of ashiness and those overripe pears just kind of sit and they just continue to linger on the palate. Absolutely amazing. So the ABV, I think from the nosing, we put it at around 50%. I think I'll probably bump it up from that. So I think it's above 50%. There was quite a high ethanol kick on the tongue there. So the swelling on the side of my tongue kind of suggests that we're looking at something that's higher than 50%. So I'll put it at 
50 towards 55. So I have a feeling it's in between, so somewhere in that range. And finally, into the conclusion here, as I said, quality level, outstanding. I think a lot of things here just make sense. It's hard for me to come up with any argument for why this shouldn't live in the outstanding category. And then, yeah, the blind guess is going to be that it's a peated single malt, uh, potentially Isla. I'm not sure because uh, I know that there is those heavily peated whiskies from around the world and I'm not experienced enough to be able to pick out where this peat would come from. Although I will say that there's a familiarity to this profile. So something I potentially have had before or maybe a distillery that I'm familiar with. So yeah, finally, I think it's probably a bourbon cask because I wasn't getting any of those other typical casks, like there was no raisiny notes. There was a little bit of sultanas, but I don't think there was enough on the nose and the palate to be able to place this into a sherry or Madeira or port cask. So I'll stick with the bourbon cask. And then finally, just based off the color and the, the balance of things, I think probably something that's been in a colder climate for quite some time, so potentially a 15 plus year of age, just to get it to that medium medium gold that we, we have in the glass here. I think that's as much as I can extract without just babbling along here. So I think uh, with no further ado, I will go and hunt down that little note and uh, yeah, see what I have been drinking. back with the reveal and uh yeah <laughs> there's a lot of stuff here that i'm very happy with so i'm happy that i put the art bag Ugdal, or however you pronounce that in the outstanding category and that i spoke of it as it was amazing because i truly think it is amazing and i was right in the fact that there was a familiarity for me for this very spirit. I've had it a few times and I think Artbeck Ugedal was probably the one peated whiskey that made me accept peat for what it is and that profile and also the distillery that kind of made me appreciate the peat and not just like accept the fact that it was a category but like really appreciate that profile altogether. And I do associate that kind of warm soft peat with with art bag. I've had a few different types of of peated scotches now and even some some peated whiskies from around the world but I think art bag is the one that still kind of has a special place in my heart because it has that that entry point into peat altogether came from from art bag. So so yeah, I think there's probably a lot of other peated whiskies out there for me and actually I'm doing a Lafroig tasting on the same day that this episode comes out. So yeah, very much looking forward to that and just looking forward to exploring more in this PETA category because yeah, it is absolutely amazing. I will say though that I've had some that I absolutely did not like, but I'm I'm not surprised because I think that's just the nature of things. Like you have your preferences and so does everyone. And uh, yeah, there's a few things that uh, I didn't, didn't appreciate as much, let's say it that way. So, 
So cool, Artbake Ugadel, 54.2%. Karan, Perpetual Nectar, thank you so much for this sample. This was excellent. Thank you so much for being a Patreon supporter. If you're listening and would like to support my podcast here to maintain it 100% advertisement free, then please do consider joining me over on patreon.com forward slash spirits people. You can support for as little as a dollar a month and you'll get access to some behind the scenes videos, some exclusive giveaways and much, much more. So I think with that said, thank you so much for listening and do consider subscribing to the podcast. If you enjoy these episodes, as I mentioned in the beginning, there will be a couple of weeks break here, but there are 21 other episodes in the back catalog that you can catch up on. So plenty of stuff for the ears and uh, yeah, hope to see you in a few weeks. Cheers. Cheers.